record. Hello, everyone. Um, today's Hello. topic is staying fit. Uh, welcome to the Genuine Men's Chat Zoom Lives. Um, we have a movement called the Genuine Men's uh, Movement, and it consists of a Genuine Men's show um, through a chat show of a bunch of men talking together, also uh, podcast workshops, and now we have weekly Zoom Lives that express the often unheard honest views of men from various backgrounds, from various cultures, religions, and life experiences. It's a rare opportunity for men to have a platform to express their views, their thoughts, their perspectives, their obstacles in a safe place with other men um, on topics that impact them, their families, their communities, and society as a whole. So um, I would love to um, introduce the uh, guests today. Um, I'm the host, I'm Reham. I'm a transformational relationship and personal and professional life coach for, the, for genuine men, genuine women, couples and families. And I have with us today our two guests, Alan and Liaquit. I'm gonna- Hiya. Hey, Hello. thank you for joining us. And as I said in the beginning, today's topic is staying fit. So in this time of new adventures, new approaches, new mindsets around being uh, in the same place for nearly three weeks now, um, uh, where we work, we sleep, we function, we cohabitate for those that are living with others. Uh, we parent and teach and meltdown all in the same place. Uh, let's talk about staying fit. How have you both um, approached this concept of staying fit? We can talk about physically, mentally, or any other method of staying fit. All right, who's going first? Are you going first, Liakit? What a gentleman, Liakit. He said, go ahead, Alan, go for all it. All right, I'll, I'll start off. So first of all, I think it is not easy to stay fit um, right now because uh, what is, is easy is to stay in bed all day, watch uh, Netflix and eat. That is what is easy. Um, it's also when you happen to work from home like me, um, it's very tempting to work all day because if you have your own business or you're kind of like a workaholic, it's also very easy and tempting to do that. So I have to keep that in mind and be really smart about what I do during the day. Because th those are the two things uh, that I could be doing instead of being uh, fit and healthy. I could be either working too much or wasting time and being lazy too much and obviously stay in bed. So I start off with the actual, actually with my mindset and think that no matter how lazy I feel or how much work I have to do, I have to get out and do something. And some of those things are very small in terms of those uh, physical activities, but they are better than doing nothing. And one of them for me is um, I have a pull-up bar and I do pull-ups and chin-ups. And I also go for a walk, sometimes for a little jog. Um, those are small things, but I'm making sure I do them every day. Or if I miss that, that one day, I make sure 
it happens the next day uh, because otherwise if I don't do that um, I know that my body over time will start to degrade because this lockdown is getting longer and longer and obviously I have a sit-down job uh, working at my computer um, I know it would be really bad for my body if I did this for three weeks four weeks five weeks without any movement I used to play football every weekend and I used to um, go to swimming pool uh, every other day sometimes even every day uh, before the lockdown uh, so it's a huge change for me right now when I cannot do those things so right now it's like what can I do and uh, compared to the previous times now it's less but I still want to make sure it's done because the body will probably degrade really fast if uh, if I do any I don't do any of those um I, I feel super unfit after hearing your uh, regime Alan it's like <laughs> what the heck <laughs> um before the lockdown you know in terms of fitness I didn't actually go to the gym myself um uh, the, one of the activities I used to do is play football once a week, uh, five-a-sides. Um, and it's not just a casual game. It's quite intense. I mean, it's quite competitive, which I like, because I, I really push myself. Obviously, that stopped. Um, and what I found is the, the work that I do, I, I do renovation work, property renovation work, it does keep me very, very physical. I mean, I'm constantly lifting things, you know, securing things, nailing things. So physically, it's very, very demanding. Um, so it's still working now, or no? It, uh, no, no, not at the moment. It, it, it is, but it's very kind of sporadic. It's not consistent at the moment. So, but I, I, I felt with the lockdown at the beginning, I've actually appreciated the time off from it all as well, to be honest, because it was almost like a recovery thing. It was like... Um, it, the burden of of you know the work and this the routine you know it was quite demanding it was quite constant i could just sit back a bit and go right take a breath and that's been actually quite helpful for me to be honest um but it's got to now the stage where it has been such a long you know uh, uh time period that you know now it's the other side there is there is that element of you know, you're getting kind of a bit bored about this, you know, that the boredom is kicking in. Yep. Um, I've, I've not, I've not kind of started picking up weights and doing all that kind of stuff. I've, I've, I've moreover just kind of, um, kind of occupied my time with, with my younger daughter and took her out to the park and got her on the bike and stuff like that. And, you know, just, um, and, and you see a lot of people going out and, and, and kind of, uh, getting involved outdoors and just general kind of walking around the park and stuff. And a lot of people have commented on the fact that, you know, it seems as if people never even done this before lockdown. Why are they doing it now? But I mean, it's clear that, you know, people had a routine before and, and they don't have that anymore. Yep. So it's, it's, I think it's quite fair for them to actually be the way they are, you know, for Absolutely. their and to get, to get out there and get the fresh air and stuff like that. So 
I think people have been a bit critical about others that are going out, whereas they didn't go out before. Is a, a little bit unfair because you know the, the routines have changed drastically. So yeah. you know, uh, desperate measures call for you know uh, alternative uh, methods of you know using your time. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of you know, and I think it's a good thing in terms of I think even after lockdown, it may encourage people then to continue this kind of habit and think, oh, that was quite nice. You know, I quite yes. enjoyed those walks out, and you know, it's not the f- physical as in you have to go to the gym and sweat it out. Physical, it's just being a bit active. You yeah. know, by any measure, I think it's it's important, and I think you have to be careful and. Um, kind of labelling it as, you know, staying fit as the gym is staying fit. I think everyone has a capacity of being active and being healthy in their own kind of capacity, to be honest. And we have to be very careful of categorising ourselves and falling into a particular kind of um, label uh, of what fitness means. I think we have to be very careful of that. Yeah. Uh, If I may... Uh, there's a couple of things that I want to mention. Uh, one of them was, re- I, I saw something really funny when I was driving uh, the other day, um, which you can think of it as like super funny or you can think that's actually incredible. So a lot of people get out for a jog because this is the only thing they can do. And also uh, I find it inspiring and great that more people are getting out and they're active. But I stopped on traffic lights and I saw, I'm not kidding you, there was a person jogging like from every angle. Like I've never seen this. When anybody who you saw on the street was not walking, it was a jogger. And it was like person passing by one way jogging, another and another and another couple jogging. And then there's another and and somebody with a child jogging. And there was like jogger after jogger just going different directions. And I've never seen anything like this because I was like, suddenly Edinburgh got so active. It's incredible. Yeah, uh, as it's... um... It's, 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 it's definitely, um, it's a good thing, I think, to be honest. And it is taking people out of their, uh, the, the, the idea that people are, um, you know, human beings are people of habit. And they want to get into a habit, they stick to it. And it's very hard to get out of that habit. So really, in, in some ways, the lockdown has forced people to um, come out of that kind of, um, you know, uh, routine. Yeah, I guess this is the silver lining. Maybe we could be looking at and thinking that what one positive thing that will happen through all this. Yeah. You both bring up amazing points, one of which is absolutely coming out of our comfort zone. So if our comfort zone is what we're used to, like you were saying, Liakit, um, you get into the routine of the day in, day out. And Alan, same when you're going through that routine of, you know, sitting in front of the computer for hours on end, um, we get used to that. We get almost programmed mentally um, as to how we should function because it's work. So therefore, why change it? Um, but when we're faced with something like this, it can be a breath of fresh air to our routines to really kind of get a sense of, is this really benefiting me? Is this really providing me with the necessary time or energy or resources or as our topic is staying fit mentally, physically, or emotionally? 
um, in, in such a way so that it can benefit us and, and give us an opportunity to think outside of the box. Maybe try something new in a, in a new way. So like changing a room gives us, you know, a new perspective. Oh, wow, I've been in this room every single day, but now I really see the intricate details, like the working on the French doors, for example, or, you know, um, the, the layout. <laughs> I'm liking it, really, the office. <laughs> um, so it gives us a, a, a gift if we're able to see it, just taking it from staying fit physically as well to staying fit mentally how we can perceive things, shifts in our perspective, taking off, you know, the glasses of familiarity and really looking at, you know, our homes. Is everything that we have in it really serving a purpose? I'm not saying, you know, spring cleaning and, and you know, empty out our homes, but I'm saying, does it feed a purpose? And if it doesn't, why did we choose to have it in our home? Because if our home is our sanctuary, and we are cluttered, for example. So what does that say about us within? What does it say about our choices? So, you know, do we shop when we're emotional, for example? Do we shop when we're anxious? Do we shop when we're depressed? Do we shop to resolve an emptiness? This is the time to really look at ourselves and really look at staying fit. What does it look like? You know, what does it look like um, to stay fit from within and on the outside? So you guys also talked about the outside. What are some eating habits that you've developed? Uh, Alan, you've kind of talked about it in brief um, as far as, you know, staying home and working from home. Well, or staying okay, home okay, and not okay. working from home. Okay, so this is a very a long conversation to be had, to be honest, in terms of uh, eating. Um, so I live with my girlfriend and she's uh, into nutrition in general and healthy eating. Um, we, we both like to cook and we tend to eat well, uh, cook good and always have some vitamins, some fruits, some vegetables relatively um relatively healthy however first of all many times she would go to work and i stay by myself and in that in those times i just get myself a pizza like i did this lunch time and i got myself a big big 10, 12 inch pizza with uh, some bacon um and sometimes i would do things like that uh, just go on my own and just like do something that's not really and not really healthy um, but generally, uh, we, we cook and we stay healthy. And uh, Liakad said that I stay super uh, active compared to him. But to be honest, it's, we can always compare ourselves to someone who's more active because she, on the other hand, is so active that I feel not very active at all. So for example, um, just to give you, go back quickly to, to, to the physical kind of exercise uh, chat. Um, she does a proper two hour workout here in the room every single day. It's like sweating, going all crazy. And sometimes when I get on a Zoom call, you can't really, uh, like you have to make sure nobody can hear that right there next to me, she's actually working out. And you can see all the sounds of working out. And she's doing this every day and she's very like strong and, and uh, active. 
Um, so w going back to the flat that we live in, um, now actually what happened today, we asked um, our landlord, so we have a spare room that is not being occupied right now uh, because just before the lockdown, um, somebody moved out and we asked to get an extra key and use this room as a place where we can work out just so we got extra space because the space that we have for just us two, two of us is just so small. Uh, it makes it really difficult for both of us in this lockdown. You know, it's, it's been three weeks. It's very tight, uh, difficult to, we, we are really um, staying quite calm and we are well, we communicate well as a couple, but there are moments where, you know, staying in a small room together, closed, uh, can cause tension. And for example, having an extra room where you can work out and, and get out for a moment could really, really help. Um, obviously we, we open windows, we go for a walk, uh, try to stay sane because it's really difficult. Um, but I think the key to that is uh, to really be smart about what you do and really think about it, be, protect yourself from yourself. Um, that involves eating and that involves habits that you have. Like if we know that over the next several weeks we will be locked down at home, we need to prepare for that mentally because if somebody can like picture themselves in a jail cell, they know people in jail have to get out, you know, for a walk. They need to read a book. They need to do something because it's almost like that. It's not exactly like that, but it's almost like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It is. Um, you can ha have that feeling at, uh, and you hear it quite often that people have that feeling of being imprisoned. Um, um, and it is obviously because we're following rules as well. Don't do this. Don't go out here. And if you go out, you can only do it for uh, necessity and so on. And so you really feel as if your hands are tied and your will is really tied up as well. Um, but uh, the, what you were saying about your partner being quite fit, I think that's the same with me because like uh, my wife's in there and she's doing yoga and she's doing online yoga, online uh, cardio and she's like at it for over an hour and I'm like how does she do it because I don't think I would be able to survive that long doing it but hats off to her. But I think she will inspire you to eventually do your own thing. I yeah. think just just by the fact that you see this happening you also try at some point you maybe be so bored you said you're bored maybe you'll be so bored it's like maybe I should do some yoga now. No, she had she had asked me to join in with her, you know, and I've, I've not kind of really took her up on an offer, but I, I can see the advantage in what she does definitely. Give her, uh, give it a week, give it another week, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it will happen. So yeah, you never know. I think uh, it's something that I would love to do. I mean, especially yoga. I find it's uh, it's not very strenuous, but it's very, it really, really relaxes you. Uh, and I've seen the benefits in, uh, in, my, in, in my wife in, in, in terms of, you know, how she feels really very, very light, very, very relaxed, the result of, of doing yoga. So I, I definitely don't knock it, to be honest. I, I want to give you an, an idea. Maybe you like this. I, uh, I decided to, to drop this idea to my girlfriend and she loved it. 
but we haven't done it yet, but uh, uh, we're about to. Um, just try like find a small space in the house and try to learn a dance like salsa or bachata okay. from like YouTube. You can watch the tutorials on YouTube and then you, I, I know women like dance in general. I tend to like music and South American music as well. And uh, I used to go to classes. So I've got enough of like fundamentals to be able to do this. So I think if you could watch some YouTube tutorials and ask her, do you want to do a little bit dancing together? That could be really cool and well, keeps you fit. That's actually a good idea. I might actually take up because one thing is, is the fun factor of it. Yes. You know, yes. enjoyment and, and music itself, you know, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 what that gives you, the music kind of really... Uh, uh, and obviously you have a nice relationships because I, I happen to to hear your story on the chat but um i think it helps when you have a couple or married couple that they can do dancing together like because maybe they haven't done for a while or that, that would be a huge surprise for your wife or a girlfriend to try even something like that and that, if that comes from you not her that would be even more surprising but, but I think the result of that is when other people do see it, family members and friends and all that, it would really put them, it, it, even in just the amusement factor of it, you yes. know, like, oh, yes. look, such and such have done that video and it puts a smile on their face and just yeah. a simple yeah. fact of that, you know? Yeah, I agree. So we're doing it. I encourage doing the same. I don't know. What, what do you think? <laughs> I think you, you might start up like a kind of viral kind of uh, video, you know, like that TikTok thing. I think you've got some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're right. You're right. Like film yourself dancing salsa or bachata with your partner. Get everyone else to do their version of it. We'll nice. probably do a Pangra version. <laughs> awesome. There you go. There you go. The awesome. many hidden talents of our genuine men. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That looks. That's uh, that's uh, that will keep us all fed as well. I think. Absolutely, it's an excellent idea, Alan. Do you think that it also um, provides not just a physical outlet, but also a mental health outlet? Uh, Absolutely. So, um, just quickly going uh, back to uh, my childhood, I remember one of the nicest things I remember my parents do was, uh, or when I have like this memory of my parents dancing together. I remember that my I saw as a kid my parents dance in their living room and that was a good memory to have and it still comes back to me. There's this song called uh, uh, what's the name? Lambada. Do you know Lambada? Yeah, I know Lambada, yeah. Yeah, so they dance Lambada and every time I hear Lambada I remember the picture that and I yeah. think actually that could, if you have a, a relationship and if you're in a relationship, if you um, have a wife or it could be really good for mental health and the, the, the whole kind of dynamics you have in home, if you, if you tried something like that, uh, it could do well for people who are already in a good relationship and everything is fine, but also for the ones that maybe not because they're stressed out through all this, maybe could do wonders for people i don't know could be could be good so we we, we done a small session uh before um we dj as well obviously yeah yeah thing that we do so we we had like a wee set up a wee dj set up in the house and my daughter my wife and myself you know we had a wee party just the three of us but she went on um my wife went on online 
like Facebook Live invited people and stuff. And it was the same thing. It was like people commenting, people uh, interacting and, you know, getting involved. And it is it, a nice change, you know. And uh, I think, you know, we can all do a wee bit. You know, it can, you know, make a big difference, to be honest. Oh, yes. I think so. And that's something also like, obviously a lot of people spend this time because they have lots of it. They're spending on learning something new. So that will do good for both uh, physical health and also keep you uh, like, this is skill. You can literally, there are YouTube tutorials where they teach you from the beginning to advanced how to do dance. So like anything. Uh, So yeah, 100%, I think could be cool it's just it's just occupying that space of boredom which which is obviously going through everyone's mind everyone's experiencing and if you leave that boredom um like continuing uh, to overwhelm you then uh, you know it could do a lot of harm to be honest and you really need to fill that void yeah um, and and you just got to find what suits you because you're hearing other people's experiences you're hearing other people's um, uh, things of interest that's their thing I think you as an individual has to, have to find your own and it's not about impressing others or trying to, to kind of just find what's good for you find what's really yeah. good for you you know and then that will be your thing you know do you, th- do you think uh, you have more than one daughter right you yeah two? two daughters yeah two daughters do you think uh, they would like the idea too and join uh, as well? Maybe do the dancing with the, with dad? Absolutely. Although my younger one, she's uh, a bit like, um, oh, what my friend's going to think, you know, it's not a cool thing, you know. Okay. So I can understand her. But in terms of my older daughter, yeah, she'd be up for it. She's up I, for I it. would give it a go nonetheless. Like I would still, yeah, yeah. just like, just join in, you know, have fun, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. definitely. Without even recording, because obviously you don't have to record it at all. Like you can yeah. also just do it whenever. Yeah. yeah. It actually lends a beautiful component, um, Alan, that you bring up to a father-daughter relationship yes. that many fathers and daughters don't have. That that respective um, space, that respective you know, who's leading, um, yes. who's following, you know, yeah. um, the dynamic of fun. You know, it's not just a parental child relationship. It is a fun factor as well, as you've mentioned, Leachit and Alan. And it also allows a girl to recognize how she wants to be treated. Yes, I agree. In such a unique way, be it dancing or any other outlet. Yeah. It really gives girls and boys equally uh, with both parents um, or either parent, however um, it works out, um, to recognize how they choose to be treated, how they ask to be treated, how they teach others how they want to be treated, and how they express themselves. Um, it's such an amazing opportunity for teenagers, especially because yeah. they're right on that cusp of, you know, coming of age or having come of age, and now recognizing the world in a very different perspective from a different lens so when they see the world as you know the way that it is now you know it's almost like that naivete is gone yeah facing the reality of the day in and day out maybe not to the extent that we have you know having years under our belts some more than others but um that put aside the the point is 
it's enough of a naivete to know that there's still good in the world. Yes. And kindness does matter. Um, And and being assertive is essential. Not aggressive necessarily. Aggressive when necessary, but assertive is essential. And that's a a muscle, um, as we talked about before um, in the Genuine Men's Chat show, um, about we have emotional muscles and physical muscles being that we're talking about physically staying physically fit for example those are our physical muscles and we can exercise them in different ways as we've talked about you know the the the, the bar that you're talking about alan and um you know yoga for example or, or dancing you know um as you both talked about as well um the emotional muscle of patience, for example, the emotional muscle of resilience in this time of uh, where we're being tested, of time of change, that extra muscle of assertiveness is where we gain that building up opportunity, that learning of how can I express it to actually mean what I want versus not mean something and say something else. So it gives us that practice, that playful practice with someone that you trust, like a parent or a brother or a sister or a family member. And and so when they go out into the world, they're equipped. Those muscles are strong enough to get them through those relationship bumps and 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 lumps. Yeah. I think it's just a positive in terms of relationships within a house as well. But those bonds um you know, and, and, and they become stronger, individuals become more confident as well because um, dancing is a, is, 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 is a certain skill which not everyone um, possesses, but um, getting out your comfort zone and pushing yourself, um, I think could uh, give you a kind of skill set in terms of uh, approaching other things that perhaps are out your comfort zone. And then saying, well, you know, I gave that bash. It wasn't that bad, although I wasn't that great at it, but, you know, I still gave it a bash. Uh, whereas some people don't even get to that step, you know, where they even accept to take that challenge. So just the fact that you can overcome that overcoming of getting out your comfort zone um, is a big thing. It's not you're going to always be the pinnacle of what it is you want to achieve or be the best of what it is that you were trying to do, like in dancing or whatever it may be. But the fact that you just made the attempt, I think is very important, you know, to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it, it's outside of our comfort zone where the true growth actually comes. Growth of who we are, growth of how we perceive ourselves, growth of how we can try new things and really learn about how self-confident we really are or how, risk-taking we may be and and so on and so forth so i definitely encourage um everyone um to definitely try one thing if you can just try one thing a week if you've never gone outside of your comfort zone try one thing a week that's completely out of your comfort zone then one every well let's say two times a week and then one every day to the point where it keeps you sharp and on your toes and in the moment so like we talked about before in our previous um, Zoom live, we're not stuck in worry, which is, you know, the, the perspective of the future and where we could go and what could happen and what we're going to do. And we're not stuck in guilt, what we should have done, what we could have done, but you can't change anything. And you can't plan anything different in the future because it hasn't happened. So it keeps us healthy mentally, physically, emotionally. 
with what is happening on a day-to-day basis. So definitely go out, go outside of your comfort zone and try something new. Um, I think one of the things uh, you were saying about that um, is you can't change your past and you don't know what your future holds. Um, There's one thing that I'd done a very long time ago and it was I bought a guitar and I wanted to learn how to play guitar. Um, Now, that was lying in a bag for about five years because I did attempt it. I went online, done all the tutorials. I found it very hard. and Many times I gave up. And then I would uh, see something in TV, someone playing a guitar, and I thought, that sounds great. You know what? I've got a guitar. I'm going to try it again. I'd go back on, start that procedure again, and go through it and find, "Ah, I just can't get these chords, give up again, put the guitar away. And this process happened for so long um, where, you know, I gave up very, very easily. I literally thought, this just isn't for me. And the one thing that, that I would always hear on these tutorials is the instructor saying, it's never going to be easy to start. You have to persevere. And I didn't really take that part of the tutorial, you know, seriously enough. I, I, I gave up too quickly. And the key thing is perseverance. So maybe about a year ago or something, it's just been sitting there again, just like collecting dust. And my daughter, when she went to school, she had to start learning uh, instrument. And one thing that she was, she was given a variety of instruments to try. Um, And she did appeal to the guitar and I thought, you know what, let's do it together. Take up guitar lessons and, you know, encourage me to do it as well. So it was literally from then on that when she started taking her guitar lessons again, that then I started picking up my guitar as well. And collectively, we kind of sitting down and, and doing it. She's going through, and I see those early stages struggling it, that I was going through, and I could see the frustration in her face as well. And it was really, I was trying to get her to overcome it, and I tried to use words and, 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 and say it in a certain way that, you understand because I've been through that whole process as well. I'm still in the learning uh, process, but and I still come over a lot of hurdles. But you know what is? It's persevere. You have to be persistent. Just don't give up. It can only get better. It won't get worse. And I, I, I've now noticed a slight improvement, but certainly improvement. So that gives me encouragement. Just stick at it. You know, some people, they pick up very quickly, but that's maybe not me. But I'll do it small doses at a time. I'm happy with it as long as I I can just be consistent with it and stick at it. And I'm sure that, you know, the benefits will will be there for it. Yeah. Um, What I would add is that, you know, a lot of people talk about, like, how do you stay fit in, in a lockdown? And they immediately proceed to like just like those basic exercises at home there's just basically try to imitate they have a gym at home or just do basic push-ups pull-ups uh you know um setups and so on and obviously that's good very healthy very good but if you don't feel like this is for you there's so much more that people don't even explore like i said you can do dancing, but there's a couple of other things that I've done in the past that you could still technically do uh, without really breaking the law of the, like, ex- you know, one exercise per day. Uh, for example, 
um, I have a basketball. I have a basketball in my car and I could go on a court and obviously just be by myself or, or I don't know if you can do go in twos, but you could play one-on-one -on -one or just even just by yourself and just run about and throw the, the ball to the basket. You could, you could kick a ball. Uh, I saw some guys just go and like by themselves, go kick a ball outside. You, you, you can have roller, bla <laughs> roller blades. You can have like, you can cycle um, so many other sports that you could possibly do. I can't even think of right now that you could still do keep yourself uh, fit. Um, doesn't have to be proper, just like, you know, plain boring exercise uh, that you don't like. Um, just as long as you, you think about it, that you need to do something. Um, yeah, and, and, and if it's dancing, then just simply just be silly, have fun, enjoy yourself, you know? Uh, you don't even have to learn how to dance properly. You don't need, you know, yes, you're going to use some tutorials and you're going to try to get good. But at the end of the day, you can just pretend and just have fun and you can make some TikTok videos and become famous by accident. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the beauty of trying something new. Exactly. And it goes back to that, that, you know, exploration of what can I do outside of my comfort zone? just like Lialkit said, it's that persistence, you know, persist yeah. and, and try and try and try again. Don't give up on yourself very easily. Just like Lialkit, you haven't now. And you taught that to your daughter. She saw it through you. You know, she built that muscle through you and through your persistence muscle and growing that you then gain a bounce back muscle, which means every single time you hit a dip, you bounce back quicker. So your resilience in those moments of dips is, is, is more and the dips are less. So you're constantly going up and up and up and never dipping all the way down to where you were before where it was, I'm giving up and I'm, it's just not worth my time. So it's recognizing that that's really important that it, it takes baby steps for anything new. And it's those first steps that may be the hardest, but that's where the challenge and the excitement may come because then you learn something new about yourself and, and the person you're doing it with. And, and Alan, you bring up a wonderful example of, you know, look outside your, your comfort zone and, and do something different. Now, you know, some of the parks are completely empty. Some of the um, parks actually have tennis courts. They have basketball courts that are completely empty. And I've seen, you know, a parent with a child um, playing basketball the other day um, and on the tennis court, you know, two couples playing tennis and really going at it and they were dripping in sweat, yeah. but they were investing in their own physical and mental health. Because yeah. when we work out physically, we're working out mentally as well. Yeah. We're getting all of those negative toxins outside of our body, be it how we think negatively or how we feel negatively about something or someone or ourselves and just exuding that out of our body through our sweat figuratively obviously yeah. but it, it's one of the healthiest ways to keep us healthy in this time yeah it's even more important now than ever because it's so easy to uh you know keep everything inside you inside your head it get people are constantly on the edge frustrated i live with flatmates i can see it inside of them they don't get out and i can see it i can feel the tension in the house 
um, and again, if you even if you're doing that, sometimes you still uh, have that tension, but it's way less if you actually go and take care of your body and mind, uh, stay fit uh, mentally and, and physically. It's definitely easier or happens less those those moments where you... it's it's that bounce back muscle. Yes. So you're not pissed off or triggered as easily because you've kind of um, think of it as an emotional bank account. You've replenished your emotional bank account, so you're not overdrawn. You're not on empty which can easily happen to all of us. The minute that, for example, you were talking about boredom, the minute that boredom sets in, or the minute that anxiety around what's going to happen in the future, how am I going to do X, Y, and Z, or Z in, in the States, for example? Um, what could I have done different? See, my family, my this, my all of that weighs, weighs down on our mental, and then our emotional, and then our physical well-being. And so when we exert that energy, when we physically, you know, do exactly what you both have been talking about and invest in ourselves, then other people don't piss us off as much. We yeah. don't allow ourselves to dip that much anymore either because yeah. we've tasted what it feels like. We've tasted what it feels like. We, we know what it feels like to be in a healthier mindset. Yeah. And, and that's what it's all about, staying fit from the inside out. I encourage also my family to do that. For example, my mom lives in Germany and I know um, she like she is kind of a higher risk person. Um, so I talk to her uh, on a regular basis. Every two, three days we are on the call and I tell her, make sure you take care of your body. Keep your immune system strong and make sure you don't uh, do things that will make you weaker. You actually get out for a walk or a cycle or uh, do a little bit of some activity to keep yourself healthy. So also I think a part of this could be um, encouraging others from your family and friends to do the same, not forcing them to do that, but uh, encouraging them for sure, or at least start the conversation about it. Absolutely. I think one of the things that's uh, an issue is time, just in general time, and what we do with that time. And um, it, it, if if boredom is kicking in, that's 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 the ultimate illness. I think in any individual, if you let that take over, um, it's an interesting thing because someone just uh, messaged me a, a wee article and it was about a saying from Bruce Lee. <laughs> And he, he was saying, if you love life, don't waste time, for time is what life is made of, which is mm, very, very cool. prominent. It's, um, it is, you know, it's ultimately what we do with that time and, uh, you know, how we can make it beneficial and uh, for ourselves and for other individuals around us. I agree, I agree. Very wise, absolutely. Um, so now that we have talked about time and physical health and emotional health and, and all that it, that all that falls underneath that, that, that topic, um, something that you said, Alan, had, um, sparked a thought in my head. 
how have you both allocated time in some way uh, to teach or learn something new this week? To teach others or yeah. to learn? Both, either. Because so, yeah. both have benefits. We learn more about our, ourselves when we learn something, but sometimes we learn equally as much when we teach others just how much we know or how much we need to know that, that we need to brush up on. So has, I, does that apply to either of you? So in terms of teaching, I, I tend not to teach because I, I, I try to be as humble as possible. If, I, if there's something that I want to share with someone like experience, I will do that, but I don't regularly teach unless it's a skill that somebody is paying me to teach them. Like, I don't know, the video production. But um, in terms of teaching, I just share experience that I had or thoughts that I had. Uh, and I, or maybe I discovered, learned, read about something, and then I want to share it. But in terms of learning, I learn every day um, in all sorts of ways. Um, I either learn technical stuff that I use at work. Uh, mainly YouTube tutorials. As you can see, I've, I love, I'm loving free uh, learning from YouTube. You could probably learn how to build a house uh, from YouTube tutorials. Um, I also uh, read or listen books a lot. Um, probably at least one, one book per week, uh, if not more sometimes. Mm, and I listen to a lot of uh, content in form of podcasts and learning from people who are smarter than me uh, that helps um, a lot because it makes you feel that you're growing that you're going somewhere that you're making progress um, yeah that's that's it when it comes to my kind of uh, development in this moment thank you I think uh, for me having a, a young young uh, 12 year old girl it's very hard to get their attention because they've got other interests all, all the time obviously with her friends right now she's upstairs and she's on the internet talking away with her friends and it's they seem to be constant so sometimes it's to let them have that time that they want because in in, in, in itself that um activity and that interaction is good for her development I believe as well and they can learn so much that maybe I can't have with that interaction so I'll allow her to have that time uh, and, you know I'm sure like a lot of us growing up we've got a lot of memories of things in um, of our childhood and certainly you know those any experience kind of gives you a better concept of you know how to deal with certain circumstances through your life, um, just life experiences that is. But, you know, um, I try to keep at least one thing consistent with her, so, um, or a few things consistent. So one of the things, as I said before, is like her guitar lessons. Um, I'll, I'll bring her down, I'll sit down with her and we'll pick up the guitar, even if she doesn't like it, you know, because, uh, that's another thing that maybe she has to learn that she can't get everything that she wants her way you know and if people end up thinking if it's no my way it's no way it's not really healthy either and I think yeah, there's, you have to allow that uh, a bit of give give and take should be in order um, 
and that kind of compromise because that skill in itself compromising will help in a lot of circumstances in the future whether it's in relationship whether it's in business or you know whatever it may be you know there are compromises in life that you have to make so little things like that I think um, you know is, is something that you have to teach them and it has to be in their mindset as well that it's it's not always your way and you have to sometimes do things that you don't like either uh, but hopefully out of it, the whole experience that she maybe not today maybe not tomorrow maybe in about five years time ten years time that she may be able to look back and go you know what now I understand why my dad done such and such or told me to do such and such. I didn't like it at the time, but I can now understand. And that's the thing. Don't look for instant gratification. It's something that could ha actually happen many, many years in the future, you know, that you reflect back and you think, I was actually, you know, understanding now and I appreciate now why they said or done what they've done. Yep. You bring up a really... Um, valuable, many valuable points, but that's excellent advice. Absolutely, Liaquit, when it comes to children, because um, those things, they remember it. You know, as adults, I'm sure we can hear our parents' um, voices in our heads saying, oh, you're going to appreciate it when you grow older, and we actually do. Um, you bring up a really important point that I want to touch upon because we haven't gone there um, when we're talking about staying fit. So for those people that are struggling with self-medication, and I mean medication as in sabotage, sabotaging themselves, be it with a bad habit, um, you know, whatever it is, they're trying to stop smoking, for example, or stop drinking or um, gambling online or whatever it is. Now that people have this, you know, uh, rare thing called time on their hands, a lot of things are coming up. Like they can stay fit emotionally, mentally, physically. Do either of you have any advice or guidance that you would like to give um, to our listeners today on things that we do to self-sabotage? It doesn't have to be those things that I've listed, but things that we could do to overcome or to see the light at the end of the tunnel, that this is the time potentially for us all to reflect and really revisit I know, Alan, you said that last time. It's a restart. Okay. Um, I've got so definitely something to share, if you don't mind. Sorry? I've got definitely something to please, share, if you don't mind. Please, absolutely. So in terms of self-sabotage and things that are kind of compulsive, you know, those compulsive behaviors that we come back to all the time, uh, I far fight with those pretty much on an everyday basis. Um, and I'm into self-development, like, uh, so I, I read books and I try to improve myself um, for over 10 years now. But there are still things that I've, I'm doing daily that I don't like, that I want to try to get rid of. Um, and uh, I would like them to improve. Um, some of them have to do with diet, some of them with behavior. Um, for example, uh, one of them could be, like I recently stopped smoking like a few months ago. So that's one that I eventually managed to give up after many, 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 many attempts. 
Um, and you know what? I still have a craving and now if I wanted, I would probably want to, if I could, could, I can, probably I would go for a smoke just now because I, after this call, just to kind of let this team out, you know, it's, it's, it's still there. It's still inside me. Um, so it never goes away, especially those compulsive, addictive things. They never go away. Um, I have a friend who is a former alcoholic. I talk to him a lot about the stuff he overcame. He had to overcome the alcoholism and how he did, uh, how he did it. And he told me, for example, that he can never give me a guarantee or anyone that he will never have alcohol ever again in his life because it's the, the addiction is so strong. Um, and there are other things that we do that are like that. What I say, what works for me is try to give up something or improve something or stop this habit. If you fail, um, don't beat yourself up for it um, and try again. And then you fail again, don't beat yourself up for it, try again. And uh, I recently started listening to Tony Robbins and he was, he was, uh, he has this one part where he says that you do this over and over this, you just have this pattern of I'm going to stop. Then you restart this habit. You're going to stop. And then you restart the habit. And one day you're just like, that's it. I cannot take it anymore. This is the last time. And um, I, I will never ever repeat that thing ever again. And that usually what happened for me, it was like, I tried like a hundred times, and hundred times failed, but the hundred and first time I actually said no, no more, not, never again. Um, there's still a possibility that there might be a time 102, but it might happen 20 years. By then, maybe you'll be so strong that it will just be like one weekday, cheat day, but after that, you will never come back to the habit and you realize, ah, oh, I don't actually need that anymore. Uh, it's like the cigarette after 20 years. You probably will enjoy that cigarette, but maybe you'll be like, you know what? I don't need it every day now. Um, so that works for me. I don't know if that would work for everyone, but for me, it's the fact that I tend to beat myself up for it. And somebody told me, stop it. Just don't beat yourself up. You're a human being. You have weaknesses. It's fine. You're going you're gonna to try again, and you're gonna, eventually you'll get there. And that's what works for me. Congratulations, I have to say. Yeah, well done. That's a tough one, that, to be honest. Uh, I think um, success is in uh, not the end outcome that you're looking for, but the attempt that you keep making, I think, really, is a successful thing because it's very easy to, to attempt it, fail, and then just say, well, I tried it, I never worked, so maybe it's not for me. So the, the fact that you keep attempting it, that, that's, that's a success there. I think that having that attitude of, you know, not giving up um, despite not getting the result that you're looking for, that you're not giving up. And for me, I think that is a successful thing. If you manage to achieve that in your character and your personality, then you've certainly overcome something because you're a fighter and you're just going to keep at it. I agree. I agree.
So building character, I guess, is what I hear from both of you. Um, the advice of getting to know who you are, what you stand for, what your values are, who do you want to be? The day that it becomes so much that you're like, enough is enough. That's yes. when you know that that's your day. That's yeah. your day to change something. And every day could be your day. Yeah. It could be, every day could be your day on something different that you put your foot down and say, I value myself too much. It reminds me of a story that was Tony Robbins telling a story from his, one of his mentors. Uh, I forgot the name now. Um, but it was a really funny story about a guy who drove this terrible, terrible car. He had like this old beat up car that was just absolutely ridiculous. So bad, you know, breaking all the time. And one day he was so sick and tired of driving this old beat up car that he just stopped the car in the middle of the road. He took like a gun, like a shotgun, and started shooting in the wheels at glass. So it's like totally destroyed. And he was like, I will never drive this piece of crap ever again. I will make some money and buy myself a proper car. And that was it. It was just like, no longer I will ever put up with such things. <laughs> yeah, enough is enough. Yeah, enough yeah. is enough. That was the main point of the whole story was enough is enough. So if anybody's got something like they're still not, you know, they're not at that point yet. I think it's about to happen. You, you need to reach that point and what, once that point hits, you know, okay, I'm done. Hopefully it's not so bad that, uh, you know, you, you, you know, we reach the total bottom um, and it's very bad, but you know, everybody's their own kind of, um, they, they have the, their thermometer, I would say. Yeah. They will be able to judge, okay, now is the point of turning my life around. Well, to turning our lives around and to restarting. Yes. Thank you, Alan and Liakit for being our guests today. Um, on our live today, uh, talking about staying fit from the inside out. Uh, we are excited to, to share that our Genuine Men's Chat episode number five is coming out this Friday, Gender Dynamics. Ooh, we're so excited. Um, we'll be posting this uh, Zoom live uh, on our social media. And we uh, welcome each of you to share, like, and follow our Genuine Men's movement through our Genuine Men's chat show, our podcast, our Zoom live, and um, make any requests that you have for our workshops in the near future. Um, and do not forget, we do have our Facebook groups where uh, we offer men a safe place uh, in our Genuine Men's chat Facebook group to speak to other men. Um, on similar topics such as this. And for the women that are supporting the men, um, the genuine women's chats are also available on Facebook as well. Our motto in 2020 is many men, many conversations. Have you taken your seat at the table yet? See you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.